young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs>
y'all just not gonna do what now if you okay. support random ass correctly it's just too much yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but for march we had a bunny <laughs> that was really exciting <laughs> that's good that is good that He's is good. making me really happy um just to be in here no. No. Um, well, today's episode is pretty much just a conversation. We don't have a guest, obviously. Uh, we'll have a guest some other time. But with Black History Month just wrapping up, there were a lot of conversations that I saw, you know, because Black um, and Horse Girl and you know, just seeing people coming across us for Black History Month, I guess, um, navigating the experience themselves, whether they're just now finding other people of color, um, there's always going to be somebody out there who doesn't know us, you know, doesn't know the different communities that have been created on Facebook and they show up and they're like what is this or what do y'all do what you know so some of these experiences or some of these conversations that have happened over the last month or so really just got me thinking um so I kind of have like two questions that kind of kind of close together or kind of related but the first one came from our friend Avery and Avery said in our last YBE like fireside chat what do we consider a black equestrian and how do we define that so it's not like a monolith and so everybody's not thinking it's the same experience for everybody and in the chat everybody was going around saying you know what they think a black equestrian is and i know what we think it is but it was interesting that they brought that up because it's that word equestrian honestly i feel like people really get get stuck you said uh, uh what is that person that did they comment on our youtube channel yeah they said they wanted us to um make a video about the difference between black equestrian and a black rider and it's yeah it's the word it's like it's an expensive word yes. <laughs> don't use that word around here to describe us <laughs> yes 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 and so I feel like we haven't done one of these episodes in a while. Uh, I know in the beginning we were like, what is a black character? What is, what is a black character? <laughs> yeah. So to me, <laughs> I feel like it's real simple. An equestrian is someone who rides a horse. I know that a lot of people feel like cowboys are not equestrians. For some reason like like equestrian means english right 
to me, equestrian is more synonymous with like horse person, horse people, mm-hmm. like horseback rider than it is with cowboy or with, I mean, I don't even know what you call a, I guess you just call them by their discipline, you know, a jumper, a hunter, you know, whatever the heck other English disciplines, eventer. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like people are making it real hard sometimes. <laughs> and I feel like cowboys like cow, like cow. Right. If you don't have something to do with a cow, then it's just like, all right, well, you just, you're equestrian. You just, you do it. Right. That's just, that's my thought process behind it. You know what? And my dad, he would say the same thing. Like, he's made that clarification. He was like, we don't have cows, you know? And then people who do, they take offense to that, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, because they are, they're real cowboys out there, you know, people who ride horses and do things with cattle. Um, and then there's like the word horseman or horsewoman. I don't like saying that word all the time. It's long. Yeah, it's really long. I just rather say equestrian, <laughs> you know, um, like everybody falls under that. Like you said, like you go to horse, you're yeah. equestrian, no matter if it was bareback, English, Western, whatever other saddles are out there yeah <laughs> all equestrian <laughs> yeah 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 and on top of that although we say that you know everybody who rides a horse is an equestrian we do understand that everyone's experience is different so for us people are always surprised that we are not competitive we are not writing English majority of the time. We are not, you know, people that operate that way. And so a lot of times when people come to us, we'll give suggestions on, you know, how to interact in a barn. We've both been in barn situations. Um, we've been in these environments where we connect with other people that ride horses, but we grew up around a lot of black horse people <laughs> so to to say or to expect a certain experience just because you say i'm a black equestrian it is just simply not true like black people in this industry are not a monolith we're not everybody doesn't have the same experience and it is not to say one is better than the other I mean, we've been preaching that from the very beginning. Right. <laughs> but it, it's just it's just baffling to me sometimes to which kind of goes into the the next question, like how the expectation the expectation is um I guess the same for some people like oh I went to this white barn white owned barn um I'm looking for a black barn but it's it I wanted to have all these things not saying that they don't happen not not saying that it doesn't happen there are very many people who 
you know, have the same quality of facilities, but that's ignoring, or the demand is ignoring the systemic economic issues surrounding Black people and ownership. And it's like, okay, thanks. But maybe a lot of Black people just don't want you just like in their business like that. So they're not going to have their stables plastered all over the, the tax store. They're not going to have, you know, they're not going to be in the Facebook groups. They're not. And that's just us speaking from knowing people that have places, have properties, but they're not going to do those things. Yeah, and a lot of them, it's at their house. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I see so many people like in these groups, like, oh my gosh, I had this horrible border and I'm trying to get them to leave, yada, yada. They're showing up all times of night, yada, yeah. And then like live on the property and a lot of times, you know, when you're dealing with the dynamic between people of color and white people, even in that situation, we have seen historic in the last year, we have seen that you could be shot in your bed by the police and nobody gets in trouble for it. Like we have seen that. So I guess the, the question is, is it fair to expect people of color to have the same openness in their business and in their ho- homes a lot of times? I mean, because honestly, who wants to run a barn and they have to drive to it? You know, I mean, sometimes that's the case, but ideally it would be, you know, a home situation. Living on site, you know. Yeah, this lady, she called me and was like, she just loves the program so much and she wouldn't even know if she could come by. And I was like, um, I'm not going to be there. So I, I can't tell you when I'm going to be there again. And then she was like persistent. was like, well, will anybody? No, no, you cannot go there. I'm not there. You can't go there. <laughs> you know, like my family lives there. And then we have borders, like, I'm just going to send you to the barn and I'm not there for what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she was white, of course. And it's just like, I'm sure that happens where they're like, oh, you can just go. The door is always open. No, mm-hmm. not around here. No. It's always open. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I feel like. It's something that, I don't know. We we can't assume that everybody has the same goals. We can't assume that everyone wants to be this, you know, big operating this huge hey. facility and, you know. Top trainer, number one, breeding program and right right and it's not to say that there aren't people out there that want that but that is 
the whole point you know the the experience is not the same for everybody and I feel like we have to caution ourselves when we're saying you know I want to find a black barn and expecting it to look the same expecting the the same kind of you know approach expecting expecting the same kind of you know it got a show team and all that it's like the covered uh, arena all the equipment rusted (laughs) working staff volunteers yeah yeah like i mean i'm sure i honestly can't name one place that is black owned completely that has all of that but it's probably out there maybe yeah yeah and i think it's not to say that the black people are just gonna have some raggedy stuff like that's not what we're saying um it's just that i guess i mean we just have to ask ourselves is it fair to think that what white people do currently is the blueprint for how we're supposed to you know raise our horses and and interact with our horses and things like that like um I know Avery has talked about also you know there being some super backwoods people that you never would have known and they know a lot and they have a lot of value to add and they have you know experience that you never would have gotten I remember uh Warwick Schiller's episode with Nashawn Cook he was saying that he went he did a clinic in BFE and this old man came up to him and was like you know what you need to do with that there horse he was like what he was like you gotta balance your root chakra with your heart chakra and and he was like what And this man was like old, looked like a little old redneck and he was surprised. And it's just like, like, I think of that, like, even with white people, like it's not the same experience. So, you know, as we go into these spaces and we're looking for community, community can be there, but it can be not what you expect for it to look like. And so if you, if there's certain things that you want, I don't want people to be afraid to find it elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those people are going to be older because they have more experience and because they have, or they might have that foundation. Like, how many people, how many black people you know that's our age that own horses and owns land that their horses are on? Like there are a lot of us out here and we, you know, doing things, but I don't think many of us own out well, a lot of people don't even own their horses. 
But I don't think a lot of us own land. Um, and when we go looking for those people and those services, it's just like somebody that's older. Especially when it comes to barriers. Yeah. Yeah. I know we talked about, you know, have, getting people into like those kind of jobs, like barrier mm-hmm. work, um, you know. Those. Yeah, like trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leather work, like trade jobs. And it's just, I feel like that's so important on so many levels, like not even just in the horse industry. We, we, built up or we have this society where they say you know you're supposed to go to college yet we come out of college and there's people that want to pay us ten dollars an hour with a bachelor's degree you know when you could have not done college and just apprentice for a plumber or an hvac person and you have no debt and you get paid 75 dollars an hour HVAC, you will never not have a job <laughs> right right so finding these jobs that are that support a need that will always be there and especially in the horse industry people will always need their horses feet done people will always want to ride in a saddle people will always want to have quality tack people will always want to transport their horses to and fro safely so getting getting kids into these other professions in the industry I think is super important and I honestly think that's why it's it's a difference in how the industry is portrayed in the U.S. versus in Europe because they take like all of those different jobs and you're like it's a whole job like you grew up to be a saddle like you apprentice you went through this you know stringent program to be a saddle maker and i mean you're charging like ten thousand dollars for a saddle because it's made by hand you know stuff like that whereas it's like here it's like we're just gonna buy ours from germany right (laughs) we're just gonna import as well yeah or there's only four companies that transport horses from the East Coast to the West Coast. So we just got to wait for one of them to be in the area. Something like that. It's just, it's just wild. It is just wild. I think that as we continue on and show up for this community and try to like, know build build the community reach all the people who are looking for this kind of experience i think that it's so important to just show the variety show the variety and we've done that a lot we've done that a lot like there are people that still send me you know oh hey have you interviewed this person and i'm like oh thank you for letting thanks for letting me know you don't listen to us yes right yes we did (laughs) episode 
go look first <laughs> yes like there's so many episodes it's wild oh i mean that was a good thing we celebrated our second year going into the third year I don't know why I'm having a lot of trouble with this. Because this is the beginning of the year. It seems weird. Like, but does it does it make it so an anniversary is is at the end? So like it's second anniversary. Okay. But now we're in the third year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. Happy Anna, wait, birthday? Is it our third birthday? Second. I don't know. We've been doing this two years, and this how is the third one? So that was that was fun. That I mean, that's a, a celebration for February. But um, oh well, I guess it's not that much off. But in hindsight, when everything happened and people were looking for organizations to donate to, I remember like a bunch of organizations putting on their websites like they were gonna donate to Black Lives Matter, the organization. And I remember talking to um, an equine professional because she came out, she had to do something for one of my horses. And she was talking to me about, she was white, and she was talking to me about Black Lives Matter as an organization itself. And she was just saying like why she doesn't support it and stuff. And then I remember telling her and then thinking now, like, I didn't know Black Lives Matter was an organization. And you know, when we had those conversations about supporting organizations that exist, what in the world did that have to do with anything? <laughs> you know, like anything equestrian related, like equestrian organizations were just throwing that up there. And it's like, we had YBE and we had Ben, you know, like, I mean, there were some other ones that they, brought up as well but those people those people already have platforms so i was just thinking about that because i think that organization has like nine million dollars or something now <laughs> and it's just like i have no idea what they do but i never knew black lives matter as an organization i just knew it as like my friends were going out and they were doing this a movement mm -hmm. yeah it, i just knew it as a movement it's like what so like, thinking about that, what's that have to do with anything at all? <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a lot of uh, drama around that um, because Black Lives Matter did start off as just a movement and then mm -hmm. someone made it an organization, but it was not the same people who started the movement. So I remember hearing stories about how there is like issues around that because it wasn't the same people and so people were like like don't support black lives matter but but support black lives matter but don't support the organization but but support the movement and there was no way to differentiate mm -hmm. so at this point it's just like you know what our black lives still matter so just support who you want <laughs> Yeah, support the program. I thought about that because when we were having conversations and on these panels, and we were talking about supporting existing, you know, like networks, communities, and organizations, that doesn't just go for white equestrians. Like that also goes for 
the equestrians of color <laughs> and black equestrians like people are not going to know about these things unless y'all talk about it mm-hmm. unless you share it unless you add to it which is going to make it more valuable like you can't just look at something and then think that's not really what I want let me go make something <laughs> like no because now we're splitting resources that we didn't even have access to in the first place yeah so that's why I thought about that because that um like if it was all framed differently maybe we would have had a lot more resources to do or to even work with more people or to get the word out even more but yeah people have to answer that um because a lot of these places we found because of other white people they were like oh i know this Mm -hmm. one person that Mm -hmm. does this service and they Mm -hmm. live in the middle of nowhere (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm Speaking of that, we need to check on that man. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of that, um, yeah, because it's been about a year. I mean, because yeah, we did we we were gonna go last year. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that, and. I guess it's just really about holding holding each other accountable. You know, everybody. Everybody hold everybody accountable. Because the support, like, we know what we're here for. We know what this platform is for. We know who we are here to serve. But I also know that we wouldn't be this far without people that didn't look like us mm-hmm. so we are definitely appreciative of the support we get from anybody mm-hmm. but I think for us to you know be able to tell our own stories and tell our own narratives it's really about you know sharing sharing stuff from our own point of view right and like in the YBE group, like I love to see like if someone, like we don't have to just talk about being black. Yeah, like I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like normal stuff. Like, um, <laughs> like the girl posted about trying to lunge her horse, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, I post my point of view. Somebody posted their own, their other point of view. You know, just having conversations that are not centered around. I'm I'm the only black person in this barn. Help. Yeah. You know, it's just so much that that's what actually creates a community. That, that that's what brings the value because we can speak from a space that is just is not only I'm black and this is this is what happened to me kind of thing. Right. Like not to say that you can't share that. And I have information as well and i i need tips as well and advice about my horse (laughs) yeah yeah like i like talking about business stuff i like talking about um you know doing stuff online like i enjoy talking about that stuff but i'm like "Uh." y'all don't think i'm a nerd which is fine (laughs) but i don't know i just i want people to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with the fact that they don't you don't have to 
come from a space of you don't have to come from a marginalized space to speak to us right doesn't matter if you are if you aren't we interview people who say that they've never experienced racism in the industry kudos i'm so glad that you have not <coughs> experienced that or retained that experience or recognized when something fantastic right. um those stories not are just story, as important not story <laughs> hmm? it's not your story it's not your story like Say yeah. whatever. Yeah. It yeah, happens yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, that that is pretty much just what I wanted to get off get off my. Um, well. Yeah, and I hope that the rest of this year will be a lot um, more proactive. Yes. And like the year it took people to kind of plan stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's even interesting, like even with us being on that um, diversity long afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's just interesting how like they have to, I mean, it's an, or, or an organization or how they had to plan stuff out. It's like, man, y'all can do this today. <laughs> you know, like it's just yeah. really interesting. Got to get all their their ducks in a row. Um, yeah, and still a lot of it just boils down to people, like the people themselves mm -hmm. that support or our members, horse people in general. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see action. I don't want nobody emailing us. Oh, so what can we do? <laughs> Right, oh. <laughs> right, right. And I felt, well, I didn't feel bad because I don't feel bad about stuff like that. But like for some people who reached out to us in February, February, talking about, we would love to hear your story. And I'm like, Google it. <laughs> right, you li you literally <laughs> can Google it because yeah, the articles. <laughs> we had told 511 people our story like I had to tell people like you're going to have to put forth more effort because you're asking something of us and it doesn't require any effort on your part and it requires duplicate effort on our part yeah and I mean it's not coming with any coin so it's just taking time away from us <laughs> yeah it's just taking our time and time that we've already spent saying the same thing like <laughs> we can have freaking ybe bingo and say where did abriana and caitlin meet up for the first time exactly everybody should know that <laughs> everybody should know that at this point you should know <laughs> you should know after you you know what okay so if you get to this part of the episode, <laughs> I want you to go to our Instagram or our Facebook page and under the picture for this episode, I want you to type the answer to that question. Don't say nothing else. 
Just type the answer. Where did Abriana and Caitlin meet up for the first time? Type the answer in the comments and I will send you a free t-shirt. I'll, I'll pick somebody randomly, maybe from Facebook and from Instagram. But if you if you made it here, thank you. You can yes. win a free shirt. And you better know the answer. And you better know the- <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that. Like you can literally Google it and you can do your research and you can read and we can move on from the yeah. getting to know you stage. <laughs> and honestly, like people can write an article about us without talking to us. Yeah, they can. They can listen to some episodes. Yeah. <laughs> write an like, <laughs> um, horse rookie. I was Googling us to, I think it was to do our media kit or something like that to see where all we had been featured. And I, I came across horse rookie and I was like, I don't remember talking to them. Nope, we didn't. We didn't. They had so much information about us. They had quotes from our episodes that I was like, oh, dang, I said that? <laughs> Caitlin did that? Oh, oh, okay. I was surprised so like I know I I appreciate I appreciate them and it, it was funny we got connected to them afterwards after I found them and then they emailed us and I was like oh my god y'all are so great but honestly from now until eternity <laughs> yes. even though it's not Black History Month anymore just I just think it's super important to take that next step. If you are truly genuine in trying to promote change and invoke change in people that look like you and people that don't, take that next step in, in like critical thinking skills. Like think of the next question. Think of starting a conversation that will bring a new perspective. Right. And it takes work. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but come at it with a different angle. Mm-hmm. What is a new question that you can ask? We were just on a different podcast. I don't think it's come out yet, but um, I feel like the story we told there was different. Mm-hmm. It was more so about like how we grew up and not just what we've done in the last two years. Right. Which was nice. So y'all can't take that because it's already, that. no, I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I just I just challenge people to think critically. Like we're, we're done with definitions and surface level conversations. Mm-hmm. We've said this before. And I think now it's like, like action like really I just can't explain it any any other way action like what are we doing what is this what action is this conversation going to lead to right and if there isn't any do we need to have it right or can you get the answers from something that's already been published that's how you value people and their work and their time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 
them. <laughs> right, right. Outside of paying us, I mean, if you want to have the same conversation over and over, I can give you an hourly rate. That's fine. But you know, this is. I mean, this is work that we're proud of, and this is work that we want to continue doing, but we want to move forward. We don't want to stay in the same place. Absolutely not. So, or y'all gonna have these conversations with my kids. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right, right. And honestly, like, I was thinking about that the other day, just, you know, like my trajectory in speaking out because I was listening to a podcast and they were saying how like the most outspoken kids like they always got in trouble and it was always in grown folks business but now they're like lawyers and public speakers and stuff like that I I wasn't like in grown folks business but I remember um going like in these meetings with the school district to talk about diversity and talk about my experience I did it in elementary in middle school and in high school and it's like we still having these same conversations (laughs) and i have grown i'm grown now and we're still having these same conversations shameful shameful. yeah it's wild so now that we can do something about it Mm -hmm. we're trying to just make it different so Anywho, that was a little rant. Um, <laughs> again, reminder: if you um, if you get to this episode, the the end of this episode, and you remember where we first met up to plan this podcast, drop it underneath the the post for this episode. And you'll be entered in to get a free t-shirt. Yeah. And another thing, rate us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Give us a five-star review. And uh, we can, yeah, if you're not giving us a five-star review, don't rate us. Because. <laughs> right, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? You know, don't spend your extra energy. If it's not going to be five stars. All right um but yeah yeah leave us a review uh we do our best to shout out people before each episode who have left us reviews so um yeah do that and you could be you could get a shout out on our next episode so i think that is it for today um we have to i I feel like we need to find another uh we gotta find like a, a ending thing when it's just us. Right. That's not yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, that's not the uh what's it called? The Derby Run. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. We I was trying to look at look at the reviews. Oh somebody oh who did it? Somebody did somebody did leave us uh reviews. Um, so one was the Sean the Shewer. I like that alliteration. Um, he said, just discovered this podcast. What an awesome endeavor. I'm a farrier in Maryland and wish I could be involved in your program. I hope you are 
I hope you all are successful in building your facilities down in North Carolina. Thanks, oh. Sean the Shrewer. That's the guy that sent us the email, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Thanks. awesome. Speaking of uh, another trade, we need some boot makers. Mm -hmm. I know Shrewer's not a boot maker, but it made me think of that. Shoes, horses, feet, all the same. Right. Everybody got feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody make some boots yes because woo, people are spending money right <laughs> right right and, oh i know the boots that i love to wear when i was younger like i did not i didn't have a pair of cowboy boots until i was an adult i did not like cowboy boots at all mm -hmm. but the shoes that i like to wear those things are so expensive now i'm like what the heck <laughs> what kind of shoes were they they're um they're not paddock boots, but I mean, the sole is like a paddock boot because the, the top of it isn't. Mm -hmm. um, and I can, I can't even find them. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when I do find them, they're expensive. So yeah. That would definitely be a good trade. Make some boots. Yeah. Yeah. But I would love that. Mm -hmm. I would love to see that. Yeah, all the things. Mm -hmm. Get some some tradesmen in here, tradesmen and women. That added to my list of things to do. <laughs> to learn, I love to make a pair of boots. But anyhow, all right. Well, thanks y'all for listening to us, and uh, we will see you next time on another episode of Young Black Equestrians. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. Head over to our Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know what you thought about that episode. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and have the opportunity to be featured in our next episode.